So we like to do community stories. We normally do them on Wednesdays, but I've got a guest for community stories today to talk about something most of us grew up using, and it wasn't the internet, but it was a way that we found out information. The old way, old school, and I guess I'm old school, because we used to use the library. And it is National Library Week this week from April 4th to April 10th. And the Blue Earth County Library System is hosting a variety of activities related to the, to the theme of library, the original search engine. I love that. So we'll talk with the director of the Blue Earth County Library. She's relatively new after the previous library director retired after many, many years. Kelly McBride, welcome to Minnesota Morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here today and celebrate National Library Week. Yeah. So now how long have you been at the Blue Earth County Library? I've been there a little over two years now. So I began in January of 2019. Okay. So not that long, really. Have you been at previous libraries before? Is that your your, yeah. your trajectory, so to speak? Yeah, actually, I have. I've worked uh, in libraries since the fifth grade. Um, I was wow. A, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I was a library cadet uh, at my elementary school back in Duluth at Lakeside Elementary. All so. right. So, were you a prolific reader yourself? I was. Yeah, I've been a reader my whole life. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, when you started to read at a young age, did you start with the Dick and Jane books in first grade, like I did? See Dick, run, <laughs> run, run, run. See Spot, Sally. That that was my. We didn't have those, but we had, I just remember very, yeah, easy readers. I remember something about a little pig, actually. Oh. <laughs> it's like the first one I, first book I remember holding in my hands and reading, yeah. So what do you think got you into being such a prolific reader? I, uh, we chatted a little beforehand, and my boys are obscenely prolific, prolific readers, and I was just mentioning Jennifer down at the, the Children's Library, down at uh, the Blue Earth County Library, and she knows my, my boys for years now, and they check out 30 to 40 books or more each week and they read them all. So what was it that got you into being a reader? Um, I, well, first of all, I love hearing that Jennifer is helping your boys She's awesome. read. I yeah. think that she is just a treasure and there are yeah. so many stories I hear about her from community members who yeah. um, she's touched their lives. So I love that. Um, it was definitely my dad who got me into reading. Uh, he was a reader, uh, English major, writer. Oh. Um, so he read to me every night growing up. Um, he read the classics. I remember reading Huckleberry Finn. He was reading Huckleberry Finn to me in uh, the fourth grade. He read Jack London to me as a kid. Um, obviously, the Little House on the Prairie series. Uh, we always had a house full of books. My mom's a big reader. My family is a big reader. Uh, all big readers, I should say. But yeah, it was definitely my dad. I, I think that really the parents can really influence a, a person with their reading. When when I was pregnant with my kids, we were <laughs> reading to them in the womb. My husband was reciting the periodic table of the elephants, <laughs> el elements, sorry, elephants, elements in the womb, you know, helium, boron, beryllium, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, maybe that's where they got it from. But we also are readers. And I think if you see your family read, my parents, my dad didn't read books so much as he did he'd read the papers and magazines and things but my mom of course she was a teacher and she read a lot so and we had hundreds and hundreds of books in our home as kids and we do now too so I think that that really helps absolutely I completely agree um, it's setting the example for your children um, I'm constantly reading in front of them you know I have a house full of books like you um, my kids read as a result and I and I think when you do when you exemplify that you don't have to force your kids to read it's just something they uh, learn to love and sort of just becomes a part of their lives 
And I remember my fourth grade teacher, Miss Mazer, she would have every afternoon in fourth grade, we would sit in a corner. It had like a little carpet squares in there and we'd all gather around. She turned down the lights and just with the light of the window. And I remember her reading Black Beauty. And so, I mean, stories like that and the boxcar children. And that had such a big impact on me, even though today I can just picture it in. Anyway, so it's just a cool thing that I love books and I still love the feel of books in my hands. Oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, ebooks are wonderful and that technology is wonderful. And there's a lot of reasons why that works really well for some people. Um, but I like, I like to hold a book and just have it in my hands, like you said. Yeah, I agree. Uh -huh. yeah, exactly. And so you're from Duluth originally, so you're a Minnesota gal, but you said you've you've moved in Wisconsin mm -hmm. and other places. I have, yeah. So I uh, went to, did my undergrad in Duluth, uh, grew up in Duluth, uh, and then I came down here to Mankato in around 2004, and I attended MNSU. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I got a master's in history. Uh, nice. Love the history program here. It was wonderful. Um, and I worked for the former Smile Library System. It's now part of the TDS Library System. Uh, when I was here years ago, um, love the area. I love Mankato. Um, so much to do here. Um, so I'm really happy to be back. But when I left here, I, I started working at the Minneapolis Public or oh. Yeah, public library system. Mm -hmm. It's now part of the Hennepin County Library. Um, so I did that for a while, and I went back to school. I went to uh, did, got my MLIS from St. Catharines, and then I started working at the Osceola Public Library in Osceola, Wisconsin. Which so, is my home area. Was I was in Amory, Wisconsin, so I know exactly where that is. Which is so cool that you know that area. Oh, yeah, um, it's pretty there. Yeah, yeah, and I love the Amory Public Library as well. We did some programming with them when I was in Wisconsin, yeah, at Osceola. So, so things have, have come a little ways since the Dewey Decimal System. Now, my sister, I don't know if you ever did this in your house, my sister, who was a librarian at the River Falls High School, and also worked at the River Falls University's archives. She used to do the Dewey Decimal System in our books at home. We, had, like I said, on our shelves, we had hundreds of books. She used to put make cards, put them in the back of every books, and we had to check out our own books. And if we were late, we had to pay fines to her, <laughs> like penny a day or something like that. So, did you ever get into that? organization I as a kid. I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty <laughs> organized. I definitely played library Did as you? a kid. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. That was like one of my favorites. Oh my gosh. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't, you know, it's funny when people come to my house because I, you know, have a lot of books and I organize them according to like Kelly Brain, <laughs> like how I want them organized. And, you know, I alphabetize my kids' books or whatever, but yeah. my selection is people are like, how do you have these organized? And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Do you do the Dewey Decimal System in your home a little? No, no, no I don't. I have like a book of my all-time favorite okay. novels. Um, I have ones for work. I have, you know, my poetry is over here. So, yeah, it's just... It's the brain of a librarian because yeah. I, I, I'm not at all like my sister. I mean, she just has this system, but it was yeah. pretty funny that we had to pay fines for our I own. I love that. That's smart stuff Yeah, right there. I mean, she was making money. <laughs> yeah, and she was the youngest child. So this week, it is Library Week, and you guys have a bunch of cool activities going on. Mm -hmm. And I love the theme, Library, the original search engine. What sorts of things do you have going on at the library that people can maybe look at, look at and sure. maybe go back to their childhood and say, oh, yeah, I remember being a search engine down here at the library. Yeah, so um, we have stuff going on in both the adults and the children's space. Uh, we have in the adult space a uh, couple different displays featuring uh, award-winning books, which is always fun to see. Uh, and then we have a drawing for a Minnesota, what is it, the Park Pass. 
uh, Minnesota oh, nice. State Park Pass. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. when you visit the library, you can enter a drawing to win that. Um, in the kids space, we have uh, an I Spy wall, which is really neat. We have the we have the most talented, fun people working at the library. So some of the library staff members made this um, big board. You know the I Spy books? Oh, yeah. You look and so they you made, try to find something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's almost impossible to find? They made a big board with all this stuff they glued to it, Ooh. little like trinkets and toys and that kind of thing. And then it's almost like a scavenger hunt on a wall. And then you get the sheet of paper with what you're supposed to find. And so if you find everything, you get one of those neat candy bars that I gave you. Yes, she gave me a, <laughs> a It says, read a bunch, and it's a Nestle Crunch uh -huh. bar. So you've got Pretty the whole, clever. yeah, packed with knowledge. <laughs> Why watch TV when you can read books? It says net weight, 100 ounce of books, read a bunch. I love that. That's yeah. really, really clever. Cute. Yeah. So, so we have the I Spy wall going on. And then we have also, um, you can enter a drawing to to win a gift card to mom and pops. And then a search and find nice. books. Yeah. So so a lot of fun things going on. Now, in the past, my, my family has been making appointments to go to the library. It's like an hour or 45 minute slot for weeks now because every week my husband has a time slot, goes down to see Jennifer and the boys pick out their 20, 30, 40 books and then go. So do we still have to make appointments or what's the what's going on now that... So to visit the children's space, you do still have to make an appointment. Oh, for the children's space. Yep, okay. and you can just call the main line at the library. It's 304-4001. Um, so we're going to be doing that for a while still. But to visit the main space of the library, our doors are open so people can come and go as they wish. We're encouraging people to stay an hour, but we understand um, that sometimes work takes a, long, a little longer than that so we're we're trying to be as accommodating as possible but still giving everybody a chance to visit but it's still wear your mask and yep. try to yep. social distance and Absolutely. things like that yep mm -hmm. do you have to do anything special like with sanitizing the, the, yeah. the shelves or the books yeah. or I, i'm just picturing how that you, works you know what um we've been quarantining the books now for oh man over a year oh, now really? yeah yep we do and and we're fortunate at the blue earth county library because we have a lot of books mm -hmm. so you know we still have books on the shelves but we are quarantining them um, and then we're just taking the precautions every place else is taking with the sneeze guards staff are washing their hands a ton we have uh, masks available uh, we're social distancing uh, wiping everything down that okay sort of thing. so it's it's still uh, you know obviously people are getting vaccinated yeah. but we still need to have those precautions in place absolutely so. And now, do you guys have story times? I know that our Master Gardener folks have participated in story times in the past during special weeks and had story reading about gardening, whatever. Do you still have those sorts of things happening at a regular basis? We have. The Blue Earth County Library staff has been absolutely amazing at um, kind of pivoting beginning in March of last year with COVID. Um, so we do have been doing a lot of virtual programming and story times is one of them. Um, so we've continued our virtual story time beginning in December through and will continue through May. Um, those are Tuesday, Thursday mornings at 1030. Um, but the the story times are available anytime during the week. You can visit our uh, website um, and go to the events page and find a story time to watch. Do, um, do you do that on your Facebook too? Yep, yep, absolutely. On Facebook and Instagram, you can follow us both places and you'll find information on story time there. Now, one of the things I love about libraries is if you don't have a book, you can get it from another system. And that's been a really a cool thing. So my kids have wanted certain books and that's still, you still have that interlibrary loan that's pretty much limitless isn't absolutely. it absolutely actually it's one of our favorite things is try to get stumped um in locating a book <laughs> for somebody uh we 
we are part of the TDS system, which works with neighboring counties um, down here in southern Minnesota. So we can get books fairly quickly from any local library, which is a great, great service. But then we have what we call MinLink, which is something that um, kind of talks to all the libraries in the state of Minnesota. So if it's not in our system, um, we can find it in Minnesota and potentially go wider than that. So like I said, we love a, we love a good riddle trying to find something for somebody. Um, and it's very rarely that we can't find it. Really? So we are talking with Kelly McBride of the Blue Earth County Library Director here in Mankato during what is called National Library Week this week. I'm wondering about you also, my, my kids take advantage of sometimes you rent out or not rent out, check out, you can check out videos and things. Is that still going on? Can you still check out videos for, yes, for your yes, house and, we and have, CDs even? Absolutely. Uh, we have videos available. We also have uh books on CD and we actually started something really fun uh, about a month ago. We uh, developed a board game collection. Oh. So yeah, now you can come to the library and check out board games and I absolutely love watching families come in and see we put the display with all the board games uh, fairly close to when you enter kind of by the fountain if you've been there before you know where the fountain is. but anyway, families walk in and they see all these fun board games uh, to check out and they get really excited and it's kind of fun to watch. Maybe you know this. I don't know. Maybe Jennifer knows this. What is the most popular board game people are checking out? What is the, you know what? I think the most popular one and, you know, somebody at the library might know a little more, but I've seen the biggest to do is about the mousetrap game. Really? Do you remember mousetrap? Oh, we have that, of yeah, course. Yeah. We have so many board <laughs> games ourselves, but yeah, yeah, the kids love that. Yeah, I, I you know, I've heard a couple of people, I, adults, I guess, say, oh, mousetrap, I remember <laughs> that game. <laughs> so that's that's really fun. You know, the other game that I, I, I swear as a parent I should they should ban is operation (laughs) 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 when you're you know operating on that guy that looks like Bozo the Clown and Uh, you accidentally hit that it's very noisy but I know you know it's funny you say that because operation I was actually the first one to check out operation (laughs) and bring it up is that right yeah oh that's funny and you uh know about it it can be a little noisy oh yeah it's very stressful actually (laughs) batteries died I know (laughs) yeah yeah that's funny well (laughs) yeah well that's awesome that I know MSU has has board games and Mm -hmm. things they've checked out for a while and puppet tree stuff yes, I don't know if yes. you do that. oh my gosh they have or MSU has fun stuff um we you know we haven't diversified other than board games okay but staff has we have big plans we have all sorts of fun stuff we want to do at the library uh we have a really fun summer learning program or summer reading program mm-hmm. planned um so yeah I got to tell you that summer reading program is what sparked my son's interest in aviation because for years they had with the EAA the mm-hmm. Let's see. EAA is the. Uh, I don't know. What I forget what I. I know this, and you know, my head just stopped for a second. I don't know. I don't know what it's. Anyway, aviation. For. Yeah. Uh, yeah, aviation. Uh, EAA. Dang it. Anyway, I, I'll think of it in a second. But they have it. So if you read so many books, that you get a free plane ride. Yes. And my younger son. Well, they both did it, but my younger son just loved that. Yes. And his interest in aviation has grown. That he was so interested. He thinks he wants to. To have a career in aviation and that it's because of that program which I that think is absolutely wonderful I love that I love to hear stories about yeah that. and so I think that just things like that just spark your your yep. kids well, interest you know that's kind of that's a public library sort of in a nutshell I think is offering these opportunities for local kids and families that they wouldn't otherwise get 
um, you know, at no cost, free. You just need right. a library card. Um, because there's a lot of things we do and we offer that kids just either they simply couldn't afford or they just wouldn't be exposed to it otherwise. Right. Not everybody can afford to go to Barnes and Noble and buy books because they are expensive. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or not everybody has a computer at home or a copier or a printer or, I mean, just the knowledge to use these things. And um, yeah. It's experimental there. aircraft association. Nice. I wanted to make sure I, yeah, EAA. But yeah. yeah. Are you still doing that program we, this summer? You know what? We spoke with them and we aren't because of COVID. Oh, and shoot. we weren't able to do it last year, but we absolutely will do it as soon as we can because yeah. that is, I mean, it's, it's the huge. highlight of the summer oh. reading program. Yeah, I think. it's huge. You read so yeah. many books and you get a free plane ride and, you know, yeah. talk to real pilots and, yeah. and just, Very it's just cool. amazing. Um, now, you, talking about archives, do you still have an archival system? Um, how does that work? Does people, you know, it used to be microfiche. Are you digitizing all that? Or yep, what's... we still we actually just um, last year we got a grant through the Minnesota Historical Society for a new um, microfiche machine. So we have uh, the Mankato Free Press dating back to man. So people still use my yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They still use it. We have a good collection. Makes me dizzy, by the way. <laughs> I, like, I know. <laughs> you know? I know. It's cool, I know. but yeah. I know. Um, so we still do that. And then we do have uh, a number of local history uh, books, uh, Minnesota history books. But um, I would, you know, always suggest the the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Yes, they have know. a wonderful, yeah, wonderful yeah. resource they for a lot are, of things. Yep, so how does it work with like North Mankato Taylor Library and you? Do you guys collaborate on things? Um, you know, I know yes. they have their own programs. You guys have your own programs. Yes. So I was just curious because it's yep. just across the river. Right, right. Yeah, I think we complement each other well. Uh, we're very different libraries, um, which, I mean, people in the community kind of get the best of both worlds oh, yeah, with for sure. <laughs> they really yeah they really score um so you know we have different staffs so with different ideas different talents and skills so i think um like i said i think we can our programs and offerings complement each other really well and i noticed that one of the things you do is weekly craft lessons which i i know north mankato does a lot of craft yep. and things like that mm -hmm. so what is your craft so that sounds fun yeah I, yeah I so it's actually called maker mondays and we began that um in the fall of wow 20 was it 2019 yeah so it's been going a while. Um, so every Monday, we try and work with local organizations uh, to promote their uh, business or organization um, and then just collaborate with all sorts of different artists and makers in the community. We work a lot with Mankato Makerspace. Yes, which they're is, wonderful. Yeah, which is, they just do so many cool things. Um, so it's every Monday we have a different activity going. It used to be in person, um, but we were able to pivot. And um, this year we've been doing uh, a make and take kit. So you pick up your kit, you register the week before, pick it up that Monday. And then that evening, you'll there'll either be a video for you to watch or a Zoom event where the artist or maker is teaching you how to do the activity. It's so great we have we have Zooms now. I mean, it, people are tired of it, I know, but I have been able to attend more educational sessions than I ever have yeah, in my life. I agree, um, and I've talked with other uh, nonprofit leaders that, you know, there are activities that people can attend because it's at home. You yes. know, you're on Zoom. You know, you, you, we miss meeting in person, but I think moving forward, it'll be a hybrid model. I think we'll definitely capitalize on that at the library so yeah absolutely in-person events we can't wait to do that but also 
the Zoom stuff and the virtual stuff, I just, I don't see that going away. I'm just curious, how much do people actually use the libraries in the computer, in the the computers in the library, as opposed to how much pe many people are actually checking out books? Are you getting more people sure. using computers than books, or do you think the the use the checking out of books has declined because of internets, or what do you think? Um, I think that the people who use the computers and the people who check out books um, are maybe different people. I think that libraries are a great resource for internet access, um, Wi-Fi service. Uh, our computers are busy pretty much all day every day with people who don't have internet at home and don't have these devices at home. I think it's a very important offering and I, and I, I don't see books going away. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we, that's what we, people all thought was yep. well, with a computer. You're not going to need books yeah, and no paper. No, no. no, our book collection will always be, um, will always be utilized, definitely. But, you know, our meeting rooms get used a lot, um, not since COVID, but people need that community meeting space. It's an important offering that... So people still provide. can use the the space in the... We haven't since COVID, oh, okay. but prior yeah. to that, we have two meeting spaces that were utilized pretty much all day, every day. So. Yeah, I know we've used it as master gardeners for sure. educational oh, yes, sessions absolutely. and things. And, yeah, and definitely. So eventually that will hopefully happen. Yeah. Anything else that's new in the library world that people might not be aware of during this National Library Week? D what is new in the library world? Um, I don't know. I just think that you're going to see libraries uh, continue to adapt as a result of COVID in the past year. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, COVID was was a horrible, horrible thing going on, but like it forced us to innovate and um, look at what we're doing at the library. And this is nationwide. Look at the services we're providing and uh, and sort of push ourselves to do better and be better and learn new technologies and equipment and stuff and just really do what we can to best serve our communities. What are some of the most popular books or genre of books that are checked out at your library here in Blue Earth County? I'm just curious if, I mean, maybe they're all different depending on where you go, but is there anything that sticks out in your mind as, boy, we get a lot of requests for... Mysteries. Mysteries. Mysteries, thrillers, um, biographies. Um, I think a lot of sci-fi sci fantasy stuff. Uh, you know, our, the most items checked out are the children's items. Okay, sure. Um, picture books. You know, you leave with, families leave with a stack of picture books, 10 to 20 picture books. So, and those are probably some of staff's favorites too. Right. <laughs> so yeah. cute and fun to look at. Well, see, now when my boys leave, they're not picture books. They're, yeah. I was just telling you before we went on the air, my son has read the Darwin's Theory of Evolution, which, you know, is a big book. And, yeah. you know, uh, just, just these uh, quantum physics for just because, and, you know, that, that's not something I would choose, <laughs> but that's why I think it's so cool because the library has these obscure things that not maybe a lot of people check out, but they're available. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a little for everybody. For sure we do. Yep. Well, I wish you a happy National Library <laughs> Week, and it looks like things are going to continue on through the through the week. Is there any special days or anything you want to point out before I let you know, you go? You know, before I go, I just want to be sure that everybody knows it's also April's Poetry Month. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so we have every Friday at 7 o'clock, we have a virtual event going on. We're having poetry readings. At 7 p.m.? At 7 p.m. You can go to the library's website on our events page and get registered for that. So f beginning 
this Friday, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, uh, we have Richard Robbins oh, and sure. Maraid Smallstad are doing a reading tomorrow night. So I'm really looking forward to it. So that's every Friday? At, every, the, yep, the 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th. At 7 p.m.? At 7 p.m. Oh, wonderful. So yeah. so go to the BEClibrary.org, stands for Blue Earth County Library, and you can sign up for Poetry Month. I appreciate you letting me know about that. Otherwise, they've got you can register for prizes, which sound really fun for both kids and adults. And you don't have to have an appointment to visit the adult collection, but uh, for the kids one, you still do. And that number again? It is 304-4001. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Kelly McBride, the Blue Earth County Library Director, just all a little bit about the libraries, the original search engine. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Okay, let's uh, visit your library. It's a great place to go.